Welcome to 45 Forward, the beginning of the rest of your life. Each week, host Ron Roel and his guests discuss topics of interest to many listeners in their 40s and beyond, including retirement, caring for aging parents, health, lifestyle, and more. It's time to think ahead to the next half of your life, and we'll help you plan it with ease. Now, here is Ron Roel. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 45 Forward where our mission is to help you, our listeners, from Los Angeles to Long Island, age successfully, making your second half of life even better than the first. Let's just say it. Retirement is dead. Long live retirement. Now, what I mean by this is that for many Americans today, traditional retirement, as we've known it, is gone or disappearing. We rarely work for one employer for decades, then leave the workforce with a fixed pension, kick back and relax, at least not all the time. For one thing, we're living much longer. So many retirees need to think beyond filling their days with a lot of golf or tennis. But how to imagine this chapter of life, a time of both vulnerability and opportunity and COVID? In today's episode, Carol Wallman, who retired sort of from a long career managing a, long, a large senior center, and Vicki Elder, who started to retire from a wide range of career in healthcare and patient advocacy and thought better of it, deciding to rewire instead, Talk about the roller coaster of emotions as they navigate their so-called retirement years. Carol and Vicki talk about the vulnerability of losing one's work identity, the stress and anxiety of feeling a lack of control. At the same time, this can be the most open part of life, a sense of never feeling so free with no set plans or restraints on our time, except there's ultimately less of it. Longtime colleagues in the field of senior services, Vicki and Carol talk about their individual searches for meaning and purpose finding new experiences and ways to give the most and get the most out of this sometimes strange place in life. Retirement can be a time of dealing with grief and grievances, acknowledging loss and letting go of things, yet it also allows us to become more of who we are, to find new space for joy and enjoyment in our lives. And as we transform retirement from a time of sheer leisure to one of renewed activity, we need to find ways to rebalance ourselves to make sure we're not so busy in retirement that we long to go back to work. So now it's time to meet today's guests, Carol Wallman and Vicki Elder. Carol and Vicki, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Pleasure to be back with you again. Great to be sharing in an hour with dear friends. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Hi. Hi, Ron. Hi, Carol. So glad to be on this. Yeah. So this is a return visit for Carol. She was here back in February 22nd. We had an interesting conversation about aging and ageism and wanted to invite her back to talk more in depth. And also with Vicki, who's their, their friends and colleagues. And they've, we've had some interesting discussions um, outside the show about this, this time of, of retirement. Uh, you know, for lack of a better word, we still call it retirement, although it's something very different, as I mentioned in the intro. So I want to start off um, just with, you know, with this current time, you know, this is a time of COVID. So I wanted to ask each of you, you know, what, so what are your thoughts about, you know, uh, retirement is can be a strange place to visit. And now we have a strange visit in time of strange time. So mm-hmm. how has this affected you, each of you so far? You know, let me start with you, Carol, and then uh, Vicki, you, you follow up. Okay, sure. Well, um, obviously, COVID has had an incredible impact on all of our lives. So, you know, on an existential level, for me, the pandemic uh, has reinforced just how vulnerable we all are, how brief life is, how it's not guaranteed, and how grateful we have to be for every morning we wake up and for every moment we get to take our next breath. 
Uh, it's forced me to face a lot of unbearable losses, actually. I've had to huh. grieve. I know Vicki has had her share of tragedy in her family, but I've had to grieve so many friends passing. Uh, and I've had to also grieve the fact that despite my advocating uh, to face uh, ageism, we really are still dealing with ageism through COVID with this concept of rationing care still very much out there. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting because now I'm actually in the age group that is being discriminated against. So I'm not just advocating for change from a distance. Now I'm advocating for change for my life and for my cohorts. Um, but COVID has actually shined a light on, for me, the, the juxtaposition of one moment being totally interdependent on one another for a very rich and satisfying and thriving life, and on the other, totally separated from one another in order to stay safe and continue to live. Mm -hmm. uh, in regard to retirement, I, I was really looking forward to going to shows and concerts and art galleries and dance recitals and traveling. Um, and I knew that my world would change when I retired and that I would lose some connections, but I really was hoping to gain these new opportunities. Well, not so fast because of COVID. Um, but while there have been challenges, uh, COVID's also posed a couple of opportunities for me. Um, how do I continue to grow with limitations? Mm -hmm. How do we learn to love from, far, from afar? How can we experience beauty during such troubling times? How can mm -hmm. we continue to create art? How do we touch lives? Mm -hmm. And those are the things that I'm kind of grappling with now yeah. in, um, in a very meaningful, sometimes difficult, sometimes exciting way. Yeah, yeah. And Vicki, how about you? I mean, that's, that's a good segue to Vicki. How about, what are your thoughts? I know you were about to retire, and then I was like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> so, or you did, sort of, but then you, you just shifted, right? That's right. I had been in a point, um, and due to some personal reasons, health issues, I uh, was, let's say, retiring. Um, and as I started to feel better in my retirement, I said, you know what? I'm not ready to retire. I still have that spark inside me and I feel mm -hmm. very vital and have a lot to contrib contribute. I'm, I'm in healthcare. I'm a nurse. Uh, there's opportunities out there. I've been an advocate for senior issues for, for many years, very passionate and uh, was very important to me. So I just, instead of retiring, I did rewired. Um, and I just picked up some consulting uh, gigs uh, and got myself involved with some not-for-profits that I felt passionate about. And um, it's been a, that part of it has been very rewarding. Like Carol, um, I thought of, you know what, this is going to be a time where I'm going to be, be able to redirect what I want to do. I will have time to say, you know what, today I want flex time. Um, I wanted more control over my work schedule. Um, I didn't want mm -hmm. to have a situation where, you know, I had to be somewhere every day from nine to five or whatever it was. I wanted that flexibility. I realized that at this that point in my life, that there was a lot more, uh, there was a lot less in front of me than in back of me, uh, which is a sobering thought to begin with. But I, you know, I get up every morning, I'm a very grateful, joyful person. And I get up happy every morning. It's very annoying to the person that I live with, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> but it's right, just right. who I it's just who I am. And I said, you know, I'm going to start 
doing the same thing. I'll go to the shows. I'll go to the museums. I'll have leisure time. I'll sit and I'll watch television. Whatever it was, I wanted that kind of control. But I also wanted the integrity of the meaningful things in my life that I felt that I wanted to continue doing and being involved in. Right. Uh, relevant to COVID, uh, unfortunately, no, nothing could have predicted the tragic, uh, the, tra- the tragedy of our experience. I've lost my mm-hmm. older brother to COVID last Thanksgiving day. Mm, um, wow. So that certainly has, Sorry. you know, thank you. That certainly has uh, re reformed uh, my, my experience. But the one thing early into the pandemic, I was actually interviewed for an article for Kaiser Health News. And my concept at that time, and this is something Carol and I've shared quite a lot, is I wanted to do a focus on what I call not done yet, where mm-hmm. we are in a phase of life where we're not done yet. And whether we decide that we want to stay home, whether we decide we want to be involved, whether we decide that we want a new career. I'm a person in her 40s that went back to school for nursing, um, changed my career, that I'm just not done yet. I still feel that way, uh, but the weight of COVID certainly and what it, how it's yeah. affected our lives yeah. is very heavy on me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think certainly things have evolved over time, you know, from my father's time and before him. Um, you know, we were talking about before we came on today about various songs. And one one of them that, you know, I, I just was thinking about as we were just talking right now is a, a Simon and Garfunkel song that I remember called Old Friends, mm-hmm. you know, and it starts off, you know, old friends, old friends sat on the park bench like bookends, you know, and then you go down in the song and the lyrics, there's a, the line that says, how terribly strange to be 70. And I'm like, no, not so strange. <laughs> <laughs> At all, you know. I, I think they probably feel that way now themselves. Yeah, they exactly. Yeah. I'm sure, the Rolling Stones feel that way. <laughs> but um, yeah, but so it is. Uh, so, but it is. You know, it is certainly um, an interesting time. It is a time. You know, that's why. You know, when I thought about the the title for this show, it's a, a time of our life, the emotional roller coaster of retirement, and it is sort of a roller coaster. You know, it's it's different. It really is a different. You know, set of emotions uh, of uh, as we t- Earl talked earlier about. You know, it's a time of vulnerability and opportunity. So, I mean, I think you, you know, certainly the vulnerability side. I think that um, you know you faced a little bit, probably Carol, and then Vicky, as you were thinking about it, is the vulnerability is that all of a sudden now, you know, people say, you know, who are you? And you're like, um, just a minute, let me think. You know, mm, it's. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's not who you were. It's like, okay, that's who you were, but what does it mean for you now? So how have you, uh, you know, dealt with that kind of the identity piece? Because so much of our life is, you know, um, tied up with how, you know, what we do at, as a, in our work, in our yeah. career. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, our society is so uh, much defining this period as a period of not being productive mm-hmm. uh, when in fact, you know, life uh, life takes on new meaning as you let go of certain things. And I think we all feel, certainly I know Vicki and I have discussed this many times, uh, there is so much more now than people ever imagined there could be when you think of retirement, because we don't look at life as a matter of just how many things have we done in a day, you know, how productive have we been in that traditional sense, but more about, you know, have you found meaning in the day? Have you experienced beauty? Did you have an opportunity to love someone or be kind to someone? And 
we're just, I think, having the chance now to take in a whole new meaning for what life really is about at, at any age. And maybe we need to rethink that at an earlier age so that we're not so intimidated by the idea of letting go and retiring. Uh, you know, I may not be the di- director of the senior center anymore, but I'm still Carol. And I, that hasn't changed. And in some ways, I'm getting to be more of myself than ever before because I'm getting to have new experiences that I, that I didn't have the time for before. Yeah. And, and for you, Vicki, I know that you've talked about not retiring, but rewiring. So how has that kind of changed how you think about yourself and how you contribute to the world and who you are? Well, I think it lends itself to my resourcefulness. Um, and in terms of my identity, that my identity is not tied up with just the work that I do, that, you know, I am a, a whole person besides my career, um, whether it's consulting jobs or missions that I'm involved in, a family, friends, and personally, what I, what I like doing. So I, you know, I have, it's funny, I, I remember, um, like in my 30s, we used to think 60, people got retired at 65. And, right. uh, you know, so now when I'm celebrating uh, my 30th birthday for the 40th time, I say, wow, what, you know, what a great time of life this is. Because you really have gone through so many of the different levels of intellectually, spiritually, um, and of who you are and what you want to accomplish. And if you approach it in a in a way that you stay true to yourself as a person. And, and listen, it's not Disney World out there. There aren't times where I say, oh, my God, remember when I was whatever it is, fill in the blanks, director of a, uh, you know, a director of business development, or I'm a founder of a not-for-profit that I ran for most 20 years, uh, a CEO. Uh, you know what? We get tied up with titles and missions and things like that. But you know what? The core value of who I am has remained consistent through all of this. And, you know, I feel... Um, I feel that this is really some of the best years of my life. Yeah, the only yeah. problem with it is like, like I said, to repeat it, there's less in front of me than in back of me, but I, you know, uh, you have to take every day as it comes tomorrow isn't promised to anybody. Right, so, right. Um, and yeah. I know that uh, very well, unfortunately. So yeah, um, yeah. it's a, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. great, it's a great ride. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think probably Ron, to your point, I think, the way we've changed in terms of your dad's um, life and his retirement is that we don't think of this stage as the last chapter. We think of it as the next chapter. Right. And, um, and there really is a difference in perspective there. Uh, that's not to say that, you know, Vicki's point isn't, isn't true. It absolutely is. There are less years ahead of us, but it, it, that's not, our focus is not that. And also maybe because of that, uh, things feel more precious at times um, yeah, yeah. and we cherish more because yeah. we know we have a limited amount of time with yeah. it, but we are not um, sort of stuck in a place of, uh, of concern about it. Uh, mm-hmm. We're making the most of life right. as best yeah. we can. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, I totally agree with you. Um, that said, I, I think, you know, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that it, it is somewhat stressful. It's, there's a certain amount of anxiety of letting go and realizing, well, okay, I'm not part of uh, this company anymore. I mean, uh, and so when people say, well, what do you do? You know, some I would say to people, well, I, I have a radio show host. I'm a radio show host. I, I write about senior issues and they kind of look at me and go, okay. And then I say, 
yeah, I used to be the editor of the Act Two section of Newsday, and they're like, oh, okay. So, so it takes a while also for people to reorient themselves to you. You know, this is the kind of uh, I don't want to call it ageism, but I think what you mentioned, Carol, in terms of people don't know quite how to how do we how to navigate, frame it. Yeah, yeah. How do we frame? How do we navigate this for each other in these years? Um, and I think so. There is, you know, you you have to basically, um, <laughs> you know, let go of the training wheels and say, okay, there is the sense of loss of control. But as you both of you mentioned, but there is this opportunity that you also feel. Yeah. And, Can I just mention? Yeah, to jump, jump in, that, Carol. Um, yeah. The uh, this happens right at a time where there are other losses as, as well, mm-hmm. because that's part, as you say, part of the aging process. And I, I don't think it's right to uh, exoticize that aging yeah. process. We really do have um, serious losses, whether it's the loss of a spouse or the loss of um, our homes and our landscape, the loss of our vision. And then we also are then losing what has been at least, as Vicky pointed out, partially what our identity is. Right. So it, it comes on the heels of other losses and other changes that are also major adjustments that we have to make. But that's probably the most you know challenging but um, really exciting part of this period is that we're figuring out how to adapt and how to adjust. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I agree to that. You know, there is um, th- this balance of Mm. of loss and grieving of what we no longer, but there are many ways to continue doing things. And so there's no question that you're not, you know, for most of us, we're not physically as vital. I mean, I think you can, there are things that we're learning, of course, uh, that we can do much more to maintain our, our physical vitality and that, you know, every study we look at, you know, in terms of uh, longevity, you know, and also in terms of maintaining, you know, you know, cognitive abilities, whether it's Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, whatever it is, they talk about, you know, reducing the risk. What's the biggest thing you can do is exercise. So we know that there are ways to maintain vitality, but they're inevitably, you're not the same, but you can do other things to, uh, to really, um, you know, to, to substitute and to really, and to remember some things and, I remember somebody telling me that, you know, even if you're a professional athlete, you know, you may not be a professional athlete, but but you can mentor young athletes and you can really, there are things you can do to be, to be still maintain, you know, your, you know, identity in, in your prior world. It, it just, it just changes into some, what of a different form. So I want to talk more about that, um, but we're going to take a quick break in it in a, in a couple of seconds here. So I just want to mention to folks, uh, we're going to, we're going to take a break. Uh, but there's much more to come with Carol Wallman and Vicki Eleanor. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reingold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device. 
including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks, uh, where we're talking today with Vicki Elner and Carol Wallman, uh, two experts with long careers in the field of senior services, about the emotional roller coaster we often experience as we move into retirement. Uh, now, before we continue our conversation, I just wanted to mention that you can find out more about my guests by going to my website, roelresources.com, and clicking on the 45 Forward tab. There's much more biographical information about both Vicki and Carol, their contact information, their social media links, and so forth. So, um, uh, now back to our conversation. So before the, during the break, actually, we were talking about, you know, some of the pieces about what are the concerns we have? What are the vulnerabilities? And Vicki was talking about just her, her very personal sense of legacy and, and her thoughts about that. So let's start with you again, Vicki, pick that up. Thanks, Ron. So I, you know, in terms of your legacy, cause you hear that, what's your, what do you want for your legacy? I never mm-hmm. really thought about that that much. Um, and uh, I'll start by telling the story of a colleague who, uh, who related, uh, I had just met him actually, uh, related the story about his wife. Um, they had switched careers um, and they were talking about you know, different things uh, that, that they were focused on. And he had asked her something about, are you afraid of, afraid of dying? And she said, you know, I'm not afraid of dying, but I'm afraid of being forgotten. And I think that as we are, and you know, that's a very sobering and somber mm-hmm. thought, but mm-hmm. as we are certainly going through the different decades of our life, it is a reality. You know, how do we want to be remembered? Will people remember us? And then in that, we have, and a lot of it is your material things. You know, I find myself thinking, gee whiz, I have XYZ, you know, and I, you know, I have my share of uh, material things, but it's not just the material things. It's what those things represent. Where do they come right. from? They have a story to them. How do they get passed on, passed down, or just, or just donated or, and, you know, you know, uh, I said before, this is not Disney World, and this is a part of uh, your life that really isn't uh, Disney World because it, it reflects on, there may be a material thing that represents it's a ring, you know, that your mother gave you or that you're, for instance, I have my mother's uh, engagement ring wedding band. I mean, she wore that for, you know, her since she was uh, 21 until she passed on 70 years later. Um, and I've had it for the last 12 years. Gee, you know, that is a lot more than just a ring. That is a story. That is memories. That is a 
family that has so many components to it. And I find it very daunting. Um, and, uh, and to put a, not that this subject with levity, I happened to be in the museum in New York City yesterday. It's FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. And the exhibit was uh, accessories. And I saw all these accessories with stories in it. And I said, that's it. I need it. I need a, like an exhibit at a museum, but uh, <laughs> that's tongue in cheek. But really thinking about those things, I find it, it, it really is, uh, you know, cause for concern, passion. Of course, you know, we can prepare for some of that um, in terms of how we want to leave things on, you know, whether we will them out or we donate them, et cetera. But just the process of it mm-hmm. is really what brings the reality to um, our life as we look through our, you know, look at our lifespan. Right. You know, so there are things that we look in terms of our life that we want to pass on. And I think that you're, you're right in terms of talking about not just the physical things, it's the memories of these things is what they meant to our lives and what you want our, you know, your, our families and friends to remember. Um, and then also there is, you know, as we look backward, then, you know, as, as you folks have mentioned, we're also looking forward, you know, there are new chapters and Carol, you know, one of yours is sort of blending your former interests, your husband's former interests in antiques and actually venturing out and, and setting up a store, right? An antiques store. And so tell us about that experience because that's an interesting emotional and, you know, yeah, it's actually, you know, it's interesting because that's been a bit of a roller coaster too. Uh, it has been a dream of both my husband's and mine to have a little shop and Vicki, in keeping with what you said about, you know, our possessions and what we gather, obviously, um, you know, so completely true that it is never just about the item itself, but the history of it. And uh, for us, we, we love antiques and always have. But, um, but we decided that we would one day, instead of dragging antiques to shows, we would open up a shop. Mm. And, um, and we have a little, a little place now. It's kind of a little barn uh, up in, in Connecticut that we're hoping to open up in the spring. Uh, but the interesting thing about that, and I, I was sharing this a little bit with, with both of you before we got on, but uh, you know, we, we are in the process of putting the sign up for the new shop. And it's very exciting because this is a dream that we've had and it's actually being realized finally. And, um, and while it's exciting, as we're putting it up, I'm also having this moment of, you know, terrible clarity and dread of it coming down because someone else, uh, you know, we've then moved on or you know, passed on and someone else is deciding that they're going to do something else with that barn or shed. And, and, and so while it's going up, I'm already picturing it coming down. And this, this dichotomy is actually something that um, uh, weaves through uh, much of my retirement years, this dichotomy. I'm like doing a dance with this dichotomy of, you know, the weight of all the losses up against the lightness of the newfound freedoms, mm-hmm. um, the bitterness of our, you know, weakening bodies against the sweetness of the spiritual, intellectual, and creative growth that Vicky was talking about. So, you know, it's going up, it's going down, and um, it, it's uh, it's something that we weave ourselves uh, through as we live our lives. And it's, uh, you know, for us, a moment, I, I so appreciate that you're even bringing it up, Ron, because it's a moment um, we've we've long waited for. And at the same time, it's also, I'm, I know, a moment that will eventually pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm trying to, like, make the most of that. Yeah. Well, one of the things you mentioned, just to uh, 
elaborate that a bit is just realizing what it is that you love about antiques. Mm. And I think that's, you know, drilling down to recognizing that, yes, there is a certain physical beauty that you've talked about in terms of the objects, but it was, uh, it's the verb you like, it's antiquing. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. It's that hunt. It's, you know, it isn't even the piece itself. It's just finding those things that, you know, uh, touch your heart in some way and then stir your soul. And uh, I I think, you know, for John and me both, we, uh, my husband, and uh, we are uh, both avid antiquers. We really enjoy the hunt. And, and interestingly enough, we come from very different backgrounds. He's in science, I'm in social service world, and this is one of those places we were able to come together. And we're by, both at a time in our life. Uh, here we are, you know, he's not fully retired, but here we are able to fit this in and um, and really, you know, make the most of it. Yeah, yeah. Now, Vicki, we were talking before, too, about, you know, so this is a time in which, um, you know, the, the you know, you plan, but, you know, as, as you, you can, there are various variations on planning, right? You can say, you know, man plans, God laughs, right? Or I don't, I don't like that so much as where um, my, my motto is more, you know, plan, but don't predict, um, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen. But for you, I think you've talked a little bit uh, uh, offline with me about just, so let's talk a little bit more about the, the spiritual possibilities of this time. I think uh, that that means a lot of different things to different people. But what does it mean to you to have this time to think about that? Oh, it is um, it, in so many ways. It is the uh, you know the confluence of your life uh, coming from different directions uh, and in and embracing 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 your individuality. Um, your vulnerability, uh, your intellectual, uh, it's, it, I, I find it so, I find a lot of it, very, you know, very gratifying, peppered with the realization that um, it's not going to be forever, mm-hmm. uh, understandably. And, uh, you know, and a person like me, uh, who unfortunately has had a share of tragedy this year with not only losing one brother, but losing another one um, about six weeks ago. I mean, in 10 months, I've lost two brothers. Um, That brings your life to a um, a screeching halt in in terms of, uh, you know, what the what ifs and, and if they happen and, wh- and what do you do with that and, uh, and, and how do you reflect on it? So, um, you know, I've just, uh, I, I just feel that um, um, I'm, I'm mostly in such, a, you know, in a, in a very good space because I, I always wanted to do a conference or some type of program with uh, with specifically women, but it could be women and men from different decades of their life. You know, think about what you were like in your 20s, your 30s, and then fast forward the clock um, and what your vision was. Uh, uh, and, you know, getting to be in your, your 70s and beyond, oh, well, first of all, it's a gift uh, that I celebrate every single day uh, because... Um, I, I feel very, really fortunate in that. And then to do work that you feel is meaningful, I'm probably being a little bit repetitive uh, in what I'm saying, but you know, maybe that, that shows you know, how, how I'm convinced or it's my conviction of it. So um, 
you know, mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting time of life. It really is. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I just. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Carol. Yeah, I just and wanted I'll to add in. to yeah. that um, because I so appreciate what, what Vicky has said that um, I think what happens too is that you realize that you're part of something larger the longer you live and where you've lived your life, you know, making sure you stay responsible and making sure that you're there for the people who matter and, you know, very focused in, suddenly you have an opportunity to uh to, to understand that you are part of a bigger picture, part of something larger. And that is, on, on a spiritual level, that's a very meaningful place to be. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if anyone got to see the moon and the eclipse the other night, but just standing outside looking at that sky at four in the morning with my son, I thought, wow, this, this is really, it's pretty extraordinary, um, this miracle of life and this possibility of us being a part of something that is much greater than we are. Um, in, in many ways, it's, it's not intimidating. In many ways, it's very reassuring. Yeah. You know, I have to jump in, Carol, because it's interesting that you say that. Um, and by the way, I walked outside and I'm such an early riser. I get like four or five o'clock in the morning and I miss it. I can't believe it, but uh, <laughs> I should have been an alarm clock. But I'm a walker. I walk with my two little dogs as many days as I can. And I relish in the simplicity of life in ways that I never thought could be mm-hmm. so meaningful. It's the trees. It's, you know, as things are blooming and now as things are, we're in fall. So the leaves are turning or uh, just these small all things that you overlook, and I know this sounds, this to me was amazing, but when I started to walk as, you know, as we start to get vaccinated and things start to open up a little bit, um, and after, you know, after the uh, springtime as the weather got, got warmer, do you know, everything seemed so much brighter, so much more peaceful, so much more uh, meaningful. Uh, I actually, I have a girlfriend who, who I, we've known each other for 58 years and she's a, she's a uh, amateur photographer. She takes pictures and she, when she takes a picture, you think that, oh my God, you know, Kodak must have hired her for this. Um, and I started taking pictures of trees and I have followed one tree literally from the blooming to it starting to flower and now to it turning color because it, you talk about the simplicity. I mean, that is really life. That's how we turn pages in our life and in our memories. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, the fact that you're looking at it now, Vicki, the, the fall and, and you know, when, when we have the most brilliant yellows and those crimson reds, that's really very much a metaphor for, I feel like, what this stage of our life is about. You know, before it falls, there is this brilliance that you never see at any other season. I love that. Thank you so yeah. much. I will hold on to that. That is yeah. incredible. Makes yeah. you the special yeah. person that you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, there there is this interesting irony about, as we were talking about, appreciation of that simplicity. And, and as you were talking, Vicki, about the... Um, you know, the sort of the spiritual nature of, of this time. Um, you know, I think it, it brings up this kind of um, uh, anomalous thing where you realize that um, in order to appreciate things, you need to let go of things. There's So there's a lost sense of letting go, but in order to appreciate new things, you need to let go of this. And just, you know, so there's a freeing element to letting go and saying, you know what, I don't need these things. You know, I don't need these possessions. Um, 
I can, they're in my mind, they're in my heart. I don't, but I can let go in order to move forward to appreciate new aspects of life. And I think that's the interesting thing about, you know, recognizing that there is opportunity in, you know, whether it's letting go or loss, you know, sometimes it feels more like a loss, but in, you know, and there's always, you know, as I think that you've mentioned, Carol, there's always some grieving in the loss, um, but there's always then an appreciation of, well, what, what do I gain for this? You know, what can I gain by letting go and, and looking forward to some new unexpected opportunity? Yeah. And I think the thing that we have to always realize with, with grief is that it is certainly, it, it's a process that almost never ends. So if you're talking about the serious losses that Vicki was just, you know, describing earlier, that's something that will be with her forever. She'll just get more used to feeling those sad feelings, but she'll get used to it. And it will be incorporated into the rest of her getting on with life. And, you know, Vicki, you spoke about legacy before. That's the best legacy ever is to have the opportunity to know that, you know, despite the loss, life does go on and you're there to be a part of that. Thank you for that. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we're going to take a break shortly again, a uh, very short break, but we'll have one more segment coming up. Um, at that time, I want to talk about, you know, how, you know, some, some just thoughts about how to get the most out of life and how to, to look at, um, you know, how to, to accept the, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the vulnerability and in some cases the decline and yet move forward and appreciate who we are uh, going forward. Um, so, uh, folks, we're going to take another quick break, uh, but there's still much more to come in our last segment with uh, Carol Waldman and Vicki Eleanor. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Rowell or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. 
Welcome back, folks. We're here with Carol Waldman and Vicki Elner talking about all sorts of uh, aspects of retirement, the sort of the emotional roller coaster of the of this time. And uh, during the break, uh, Vicki had mentioned uh, an interesting thought I wanted to pick up on, uh, dealing with this: how do we hold on to memories and that may be bittersweet and yet, you know, uh, wonderful as well. So. You know, I know this is about retirement and we've been covering that, uh, mm-hmm. but what is retirement? Retirement is a phase of life and our, la- right. our life has many chapters and uh, those chapters, uh, you know, lost. So I have something that actually came across my feed <clears throat> um, and, I, and I read it this morning and I'll, and I'll tell you how, how I responded to it. Um, but it has to do, with, and if you if you use your imagination a little bit and say, gee whiz, it's not only just uh, referring to people who pass in your life, but also things that you are experiencing in your life, you might be able to grasp this. So I'll, I'll read this. Uh, you can shed tears because they are gone, or you can smile because they lived. You can close your eyes and pray they will come back, or you can open your eyes and see all that they left for you. Your heart can be empty because you can't see them, or you can be full of love because you shared. You can turn your back on tomorrow and live yesterday, or you can be happy for your tomorrow because of yesterday. You can remember only that they are gone, or you can cherish their memory and let it live on. You can cry and close your mind and feel empty, or you can do what you, you can do what they want would want, smile, open your heart, love, and go on. So I think that that, if you once again, translate that into, you know, different areas of your life and how I responded to that was, this is beautiful, yes, but of course, we have to reconcile our feelings, you know, when they're lost, when there's loss in our life, painful, and loss comes in different ways, whether it's loss of your health or whether it's loss of your, and I'm a nurse by background, so I'm no stranger to mm-hmm. uh, seeing people and nursing people through, you know, very difficult times, etc. And right. as a nurse, by the way, most of my nursing was done with the special needs population. That right. in and of itself is, uh, in, 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 I can tell you stories that we can fill up uh, a lot right. more chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, you know, this is just, um, you know, in our life, it's the beauty of what remains and our memories and our memories are, you know, hopefully full and that we cherish and, and in retirement or rewirement or what you want to call it, right. that make, it gives us our integrity as people and, and soulful human beings, um, right. and yeah. gratefulness. Yeah. Yeah. Now there, you know, there of course is that, uh, well-known book now called, you know, don't retire, rewire, you know? Mm. Um, so I think that that is something that I think that is on a lot of people's minds is that, you know, we, we can just, what, what acknowledging this period, you know, is what it is. There are opportunities for renewed growth. I mean, just like, you know, we've learned that we, we thought at one point, um, right when we were studying um, cognitive decline uh, issues, whether it's Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia, you know, and looking at how the brain formed it, you know, there was a notion years ago that the brain you had was the brain you had, and it, and it just you just lost, you know, neurons over the years. And then, of course, we've discovered, well, not necessarily. You know, if you there are ways that your brain grows new connections and, and is invigorated by challenging activity and you can grow new passageways of, of thoughts. So 
I think that that's true in, in general in retirement. There are ways to reactivate yourself while you, you deal with certain inevitabilities. And one of the things that I've, you've told me this before, Carol, but I thought it was for our audience. I, I, I love the story and you'll explain it. I, I'll just call it the story of the blue hippo. <laughs> so t- <laughs> tell, our, tell our audience what that means. Sure, sure. Well, uh, I used to take my children uh, to the Metropolitan Museum of Art uh, all the time. And um, there is, as you may know, uh, a mascot that the museum has. It's it's a hippopotamus, a, a blue hippo. Um, it's from ancient Egypt. They had gotten it and they acquired it back in the early 1900s. And uh, it became the mascot. So they you know, have the opportunity to have you buy copies of it. And I got a little hippo for my daughter for her um, her birthday one year, and she was in love with this hippo. It became, you know, part of her stuffed animal collection, even though it wasn't a stuffed animal, and they all became friends. And anyway, she played with it so much, danced with it so much that one day it actually fell off uh, a shelf and, and broke. And it broke into a lot of pieces, and uh, it it just destroyed her for a couple of moments. She just cried like crazy and um, and thought she had lost this hippo forever and this friend that she had made. And my father heard her crying and uh, he had an extraordinary talk about souls. Vicky, uh, my father had an incredible spirit and he took the hippo uh, in his, what was left of the hippo, as you say, in, in his hands and um, pieced it together piece by piece as best he could and and glued it together and then put it onto um, a little, uh, what he called a little wheelchair, which basically was made out of toothpicks and metal. And, uh, and he put a little note attached to it and it said, I've still got it. Mm. And my daughter has cherished that <laughs> probably even more than she did initially. And you know, in her early years, talked to it and sang to it. And we have continued to see that as, um, you know, yet another metaphor for this period of life where, you know, we do sometimes um, lose some of our strength and, and are vulnerable. But at the same time, with the help of others and the support around us, support systems, we can, you know, be, um, be you know, valuable. Uh, we can hold meaning for ourselves and for others. I experience that all the time at the senior center. I can't tell you how many people, even with their losses, found a reason to uh, find joy and and discover new things about themselves. Right. And I don't know if I shared with you recently, but we had a senior, and I know Vicky knows this story, but for your for your listeners, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who was um, a very conservative woman and came to the the senior center and enjoyed. You know, her lunches enjoyed some lifelong learning programs that we would have, but never got involved in a lot of physical activities. She was a very quiet uh, person. And our program coordinator was very um, vital, very lively, and encouraged her somehow to take a belly dancing class. And um, it was something she never experienced before, but she thought she'd give it a try. She was in her 70s. And one after the class was over, one uh, one afternoon in the winter, she knocked on my office door and said, can I come in and show you something? I said, sure. She took off her boots and she showed me that she had painted her toenails for the first <laughs> time in her life. And, and she discovered her sensuality. And here she was in her close to 80 years old saying that there was something about 
what she did that gave her a chance, first of all, her openness to even try it, but that it gave her a chance to discover something new in life and something new about herself. So that possibility is always there. Right, right. Indeed, indeed. You know, it's funny you talk about, and I'm sure I'm a lot older than your daughter when this happened to me. Recently, um, a few years ago, Dan, uh, my better half, and I were in Disney World, and he bought me a little Mickey Mouse birthday. Um, My birthday's in July, so it's Mickey Mouse. You know, it's maybe about, I don't know, four inches tall, very cute, with a little ruby-esque rhinestone as a birthday thing. And uh, I have it up on the shelf, and I was cleaning something, but it falls, the legs fall off. I was I was so crushed. I probably cried as much as your daughter did, uh, of course. <laughs> and um, I wanted to have it put together, and it, it, it was prohibitive in terms of uh, doing that. So I got another one. It's a discontinued item. I searched and searched. And uh, so I ordered one, but I ordered it in October because my mother's birthday was in October. But once again, you know what? Disney has magic, right? That's what they say, the magic kingdom and everything else. So the analogy to me is those magical things, once again, that represent those times of our lives and everything else. And I have to tell you, I know we'll be closing soon. All in all, with the ups, the downs, the challenges, the successes, the reflections, the hopes, I feel like the luckiest person on the planet. I have, uh, you know... uh, I've lived an interesting life, um, and you can use your imagination on that. And great friends like you, both you and Ron that I've, uh, you know, gotten to know over the years. And you know, uh, and in my retirement, I'm lucky enough that even though in the midst of tragedy, I do have one surviving brother, uh, Marty, who I'm hope is either listening in or will hear this. That we still have time to share our our memories, our family issues, and everything else. And uh, and he's been retired for years. And I keep thinking, what does he do all day? Because I'm so busy. And Carol and I have joked about this. We say, you know what? We're so busy being retired, we're going to go back to work. Right. So whether so it's let's, work let's, or retirement, you know. Uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about that a little bit, Vicki. So that that is one of the issues where I think what happens to a lot of people is that there's this moment of, you know, a little bit of a panic as you retire, like just what you said, uh-oh, now what? What am I going to do? And within a couple of years, all of a sudden, you're so busy that you're, you know, you're like, uh, wait a minute, I got to roll this back a little bit. So let's just talk about how to rebalance. So that's another issue about, mm. so what are the things you need to do to kind of, you know, keep this balance of, of, of you're not doing the same thing, you're doing, you're still active, but you're, you're not so active that you're, again, losing sight of things. So what are your thoughts, Carol? Well, you know, I, this has been my, if I had a major challenge, what you just described is probably it, because I had made no plans when I retired. I was just going to leave myself wide open and just see where life took me. Uh, and fortunately, I have dear friends and colleagues in the field and got encouraged to participate in various ways. And and I actually found that being who I am, a person who often tries to say yes to everything, uh, mm-hmm. that I began to say yes to everything more than I probably should have. And so I found myself, as you pointed out, it you know, could happen. I found myself a little overwhelmed saying, wait a minute, I thought I was going to take it easy. And, and that's not actually what's happening. 
so I'm still, I don't actually have the full answer that, to that, except to say I am now much more aware of, uh, of the fact that I do have to say no at times, that I do have to uh, create boundaries that I didn't have to before. And I, I'm working. I, it's a concept, that's a work in progress for me. But yeah. it's an important one because I think if I don't do that, then I'm not getting the full benefit of retirement. I think yeah, you really think do that- need that free time. Yeah, I think that both you and Vicky have mentioned to me that, you know, so if you look at what you're doing, um, the central question as you look at each one of these things is, does this give me joy? Does this bring meaning to my life? And if it doesn't, let it go. <laughs> you know, yeah. that that obligation to, to please people, it's like, okay, yes, I do want to please people, but right now I also have to please myself. And this sure. is really the time to do that. So I think that's really a key for you to, to, to think about. Yeah. That, yeah. The, the only problem there is that so much brings me joy. And, and um, you know, well, there is so much that I am excited about and so yeah. much that I really get pleasure from. But that's, yeah. you know, as I say, that's that's a work in progress. You know, when, when I retired, I remember uh, that beautiful, my mom loved um, Gibran, uh, that Lebanese-American writer, uh, who wrote that beautiful piece, The Prophet. And, and um, I remember when I retired reading this uh, short quote, um, and it says, Shall the day of parting be the day of gathering? And shall it be said that my eve was in truth my dawn? And I thought, you know what? I am actually going to take great advantage of something that I've loved but need to let go of so mm-hmm. someone else can pick it up and, and create this new um, beginning right. for myself. Right without realizing that that beginning has its own challenges. So right, it's, right. it's all good. As Vicki said, I, I love right. life too. Yeah, and I, yeah. I wake up very happy to be alive and very grateful, but, um, yeah. but that's a work in progress. That right, piece. Right. Well, I, th- and I think this, this is a show in progress. So um, I think we're going to have to, uh, we have, we have much more to talk about, but I think we'll uh, have to stop for today and, and invite you folks back for another go at this uh, when we come to the next chapter of your lives in, in retirement. I very much agree that, that these are just chapters. Um, so, folks, uh, um, if people have questions for you, what's the best way to get in touch with you, each of you? Um, your emails, is that right? Emails is perfect. Okay. Emails is great. Right. So, you can go to, you can get their emails by going to my website roellresources.com and clicking on the 45 forward tab and you can see get their emails and their their LinkedIn contacts. Um, so folks again if you missed today's conversation with Carol and Vicky, you can still listen to it um, as a podcast on voiceamerica.com just search my show 45 forward. Uh, you can also find uh, it on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, our Heart Radio or go to my website and you can click it on there as well. Um, so folks, um, be sure to join me next Monday, 12 noon Pacific time, um, 3 PM Eastern time, when I'll be talking with Dr. Ray Dorsey, who is the co-author of ending Parkinson's disease, uh, about what he calls a silent pandemic and what we can do about it. So until then, folks keep moving forward, 45 forward. Thank you for tuning in to 45 Forward. Please join your host, Ron Roel, for another great show next Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a great week.